vesta Kummalalla kummalalla kummala sa vesta Kummalalla kummalalla kummala sa vesta Oh no 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 sa vesta Oh no 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 sa vesta What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the, the first podcast of 2022, actually, first public podcast. Um, I've been focusing a lot on my, my private podcast over the, probably the last six months, um, but uh, a lot of people have been asking me, oh, that's actually a lie. Let's not start with a lie. <laughs> Let's not start with a lie. We actually, a lot of uh, personal trainers say this, oh, I always get asked. No, you don't. <laughs> but a few, <laughs> a few people have asked what the podcast is, and the actually question that prompted this other day was someone asked me on TikTok. It's like, I used to listen to your podcast all the time. Where are they? And then I'm like, right, okay, I need to, I need to sort these out in 2022 because I really enjoy doing them. Um, and we're actually joined today by Oren, who's been on before. Um, and we're speaking about kind of supplements and stuff. But this is a bit more of a, an in-depth conversation, these topics. And uh, I thought I would get him in for that reason because I know uh, he's not just about supplements. And I know that there's a lot more uh, behind the surface uh, to that so thanks so much for coming on Oren if you want to give us a just even a quick overview of who you are yeah thanks mate I'm excited to jump on it's it's always a good chat and it's just easy going free flow and chat mate so this should be a good episode and uh, basically my name is Oren McCarry and um, it's spelled kind of funny there's a few silent letters thrown in um, so if you just search team OMC on Instagram you'll pretty much find me um, but I'm an Irish PT living here in Perth Australia been here for four years now. Prior to that, I was in Glasgow for uh, three or four years. Surprised I never met you. Actually, the first time I met you was online through different groups we've been in. Um, and then before that, I was uh, working as a PT at home in Newry, Northern Ireland. And prior to that, which got me started in coaching, was my sports science degree in Liverpool. And that's pretty much it, mate. Like a, a whistle, whistle stop tour of the world every sort of three or four years. Three years degree in, in Liverpool, lived at home for three or four years, then moved to Glasgow for three or four years, and then landed in Perth, where I've now been for four years, but there is zero plans to move anywhere else, yeah. and I'm locked in here, mate. So just uh, just coaching PT one-to-one uh, -one and uh, online, and I do a little tiny bit of business mentoring with um, other fitness professionals who want to learn how to just get their systems and things better, like people are just starting out and need to learn how to be a better coach, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think uh, before we, I guess, go into that, like, I think that is, tends to be a natural progression, doesn't it? I, I've spoken to you about this in the past, about how when you get to a point, um, you actually realise that you've built the business to a point that's really um, probably a lot of people look at it and go, I'd like to have those systems, I'd like to get out with it. And it's something that we both, and this is, we've both been in, we're still at, we're actually still in the same mentorship group, actually, because we kind of, we moved out of the mentorship group that we were in and then we came back yeah. to to a different one and I think um, all the best coaches do invest in themselves and um, it's like when you pass your driving test you, you, you don't really know very much like that's that's the day you start learning it's the same when you pass your, your personal training certificate how to learn to run a business and stuff actually has is a whole different ball game which only in the last few years I've actually experienced if you like um, and I think um, that in, in itself um, will uh, get put on to, to other people who are maybe just starting out and I've got a couple of our clients who are also personal trainers on my books it's not maybe 100% of, of what I do definitely but it might be it might be there, there in the future but I think it's maybe not uh, trying to jump into something just because it's 
it's fancy. I've spoken to you about this in the past. I'd like to do that, but I think right now I'm just so focused on on what I'm doing with, with my clients and really enjoying it that um, I'm dabbling that, if you like, until yeah, you know, yeah. that, that, that comes to fruition, like almost organically, if you like. Um, so yourself, in terms of since the, the last podcast, like how has life changed? I don't think your second daughter was born in the last podcast, was she? Probably not, man. Mabel arrived um, at the end of June last year. So I can't remember when we were on the, it was sometime early in 2021, I think maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mabel arrived um, end of June. Um, two weeks after that, I hired my first ever coach um, as if there wasn't enough stress going on. Then pretty much we, for the past six months, we've been kind of just dealing with Mabel's like food intolerances and things. I mean, my wife's had to change her diet a lot. So I think we finally cracked it now where things have calmed down. I've hired a coach who's now left. Everything's calmed down with the baby. And I feel like it's just, I feel like it, everything is in a pretty good spot. And I feel like I'm back to being myself for a bit. Um, just prioritizing what needs done and doing what I love to do, which is leading my clients. And funny, you mentioned about the dabbling in the business mentoring. I always had a rule where I'd only take on five mentoring clients because it's like very one-to-one. Like we sit down for a coffee every two weeks and I took on an influx of three or four people at the same time and pushed it past that, that number of five. And I find I just kind of lost the love for it. Like I, said, I love the people yeah. I was working with, but it was just too many. And I know like I can help coaches with that sort of stuff and get them working better and up their productivity and their marketing and everything to, to improve their service and improve their clients. But I know my coaching can be absolutely world-class, whereas I know I can outsource. If people come to me and ask me who to go for a business mentor now, I'd rather send them to somebody like Neil or other people now rather than trying to coach them myself because then I can focus more on coaching, which is what really sets me alight. And I know like, I definitely enjoy coach, like, coaching business, but I find that you know if you have too many things going on, sometimes you can lose what you're really passionate about. And at the minute, I'm... I lose it, doesn't it? Hundred percent, man. And now I'm like right back in with the coaching, and I'm actually, I'm actually buzzing the past few weeks now that I've been doing more coaching since my my staff members left, and it's just been great, man. So I feel like I'm finally like finding my groove again with coaching, and I'm gonna build this to a even even better service, like truly, absolutely world class service, and that that's my driver now. Yeah, and I think I think I think that that's it in that level of um, I'm actually just off another podcast and I was speaking about this like self awareness, like see having a, a decent level of self awareness where you're not so emotionally volatile or over um, like almost pulling in people just because they've asked rather than actually having enough self awareness that is this actually going to serve me like beyond that kind of financial gain that you would get from bringing someone in it might actually not serve you long-term because you've not got enough energy then to give to, to someone that, that you would previously give to. And I think it is, I think it's easier to say in your really early stages of business to get to the point where um, you actually, you almost need the business if you like, when, but obviously where we've kind of gotten to now both ourselves is more to the point that actually you want to make sure that the right business is coming in and it's not a case of like, you're just taking on everyone and anyone. Um, and I think yeah. uh, we're both kind of adopting the new kind of model or the, like, I don't want to go on too much about that, but like the hybrid model, which is going to obviously allow us to uh, help more people. Um, and then for, for me, it was just kind of take it into that kind of like, if I'm training someone one-to-one, I just keep it at that level. And um, because I feel, I feel as if 
having a level of self-awareness, not just taking on more and more and more people, uh, allows you to actually give the service to the clients that, that need it most as well. So definitely something that um, I think even just taking yourself into different environments and different mentorships and stuff as well, to me, has really helped me realise that rather than think about like just getting more and more and more and more people in um, for the same service when there's only so much of you to go around. Um, so today's podcast was actually to talk about like leading. So um, Built to Lead is the, the name of the podcast. However, there's a few kind of tangents we can go off in this. So you've got um, leading your own life um, aligned with your values, first and foremost. Uh, you've got uh, leading like your business as well. So um, most of my clients that, that I take on are parents or they're, they're business owners or they're at least career-driven people and want to kind of maximize that and they're ambitious. Um, and that being said, um, you need to obviously understand that all these things are correlated. Um, so I guess let's start with leading your own life and, and your own kind of values. Like, is this something you feel as if in the past you've maybe neglected a lot of values in your life just to, to fit, to almost fit into like a, a category or something that you wanted to achieve and then you got there and you were like, do you know what? I'm not actually as happy as I, I thought it would be. Yeah, man, I think that's that's human nature, right? Like we're all like, regardless of who's listening to this podcast, whether it's your clients, whether it's, you know, random people, everyone's going to have goals in life, right? And sometimes we can be so driven towards those goals that we forget the reason why we're doing it. And the key example, and I think of, I first heard this off Paul Mort or somebody like that. He basically said, everyone says that their driver is their family, but then they work so fucking hard they never spend time with their family. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. that really hit yeah. me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I was like, why, why am I doing all this? And I'm still not perfect at it. I still probably overwork, spend too much time in here in the office, even when I'm working from home. And it's, it's very easy to get drawn into that. But whenever you're truly like, you put time aside and you're like, right, this is time for me in terms of this is a time where I will recharge, I'll train, I'll nap, I'll spend time with the family because those are the things that really drive you. Then once you look after yourself, you can look after. It's like being on a plane, man, right? You put your own life jacket on first, your own oxygen mask on first, or life raft plane, whatever it is. You sort yourself out first so you can actually help people after. Because if you're the one who's going to save everyone on the plane from going down, like if you don't have your own mask on, you're only going to get about two people in before, you know, you actually collapse yourself from the lack of oxygen. Yeah, exactly. That that uh, that mask thing is definitely something that I think. Like, I'm I literally live my life in analogies, and that's the, that's what that's one of them. <laughs> uh, I've got so many of them, and that's definitely one of them. But it's so true because if you think about it, like, if you say you're a sixty percent version of yourself, you can only give sixty percent. Whereas if you're if you're operating from a place a hundred percent, then you're able to give so much more energy to to some to someone else. And this is what. Uh, clients before they come on or just people in general fail to realize is the fact that um, they, they say that they put their, their family first, but realistically they need to put themselves first to an extent. They need to know when to draw that line as well, um, but put themselves first so that then they can serve other people to, to the best of their ability. Like literally it's something written up my board that um, I show up for myself first every day. So my clients, friends and family get the best version of me um, because ultimately uh, at times where 
I haven't been in good headspace. My mental health has been at an all-time low. I've potentially been suicidal. I have been suicidal. Um, that who wants to be around that? No one does. And I want to be someone that generates up energy for other people when they're on a call with me, when I'm speaking to them in person. I want to actually give energy to people rather than take it away. We all have those potential clients, right? And this isn't a bad thing. Now, clients that drain our energy. We have potential family members that generate energy. But our goal, I guess, is to get the clients to the point that they're actually generating energy for other people. Um, they might be at that kind of victim stage at the point, but if we can pull them out of that trench, then obviously we've done our we've done our job as a coach. And I think that whole energy thing is is often neglected in the kind of coaching industry. So in terms of uh, yourself, in terms of like growing that kind of coaching business to a point that you've still got that level of authenticity, authenticity and um, rapport with clients etc and um, what have you because obviously we kind of spoke just off camera like done recently you said you've just taken on a on a coach that's that's now that's now left if you want to kind of ex expand on expand on that and like how, how that's kind of came about yeah so um well basically as as part of the growth plan like two weeks after mabel was born my previous business coach said to me at what point are you going to hire somebody and he planted this seed in my head and it just ran round and round and i just had an opportunity with somebody who I, I knew well good person and um obviously that was the next stage and it did push me to that next level of growth um however then as a result i kind of backed off a little bit from the client delivery in terms of you know they were more client facing in the gym i was in the gym frequently but not training people enough, um, not having as much input into their training or diet for those particular clients. And recently, whenever they left, obviously that meant that suddenly, like within overnight, I suddenly had like 15 extra sessions per week. But for me, how am I, I knew, like you said, you have to show up for yourself. I knew I had to maneuver everyone around in a way that I could still live my life and energize myself in a way. So I literally moved all those other 15 sessions or however many came into the book. I still finish by 9 a.m. every morning. I have time to do my online work, my check-ins. I come home at work. I can do work in my office in the gym if I need to, but I'm done by nine. So like, for example, today I was finished by nine, had a coffee with a client afterwards, then went to the supplement store, came home, had a couple of check-ins to do and said to my missus, when I come out of this office and the kids are awake, that, that's me for a couple of hours. And for me, even though I'm doing more work and more sessions in the gym, the ability to then come home and have those couple of hours, I literally barely touched my phone for that, that period where I was just playing with my daughters, messing around, like that energizes me. So for me to show up and be my best to my clients, I need to be looking after myself, but that's also like family time, downtime, when am I going to fit the coffees in? Because I'm a big coffee. The coffee here in Australia, man, is unbelievable. You'll never get a bad coffee. Very rarely get a bad coffee here. Even the McDonald's drive through coffee is incredible um, versus, really? versus back home. Yeah, man, it's, it's good. Like some people are coffee snobs to Macca's, but it's uh, it's pretty good over here. It's probably better than you would get in a high street coffee chain back home for the Macca's drive through uh, I think that is the beans. I don't know. I think the whole McCafe idea started in Australia in like the 70s or 80s because Australians just love coffee. And um, I don't know, man, they're just really passionate about it. And there's a real culture around it here. Um, so that's another thing, like, you know, going for a coffee, whether that's with the family, like anytime we go out anywhere, it's right. Where can we go to a park or go for a walk with the kids? 
and we can get a coffee on the way or go somewhere and sit and have a nice coffee where the kids can play and different things. So um, that's huge, man. But for me, like having those moments where it's a coffee or like having time to do stuff for myself and also have time with the family. Like today was a prime example, man, because like last week when I was getting used to that client schedule, I felt battered, man. By Thursday, I had to take a nearly two-hour nap because I was so tired with the change in routine. So first of all, I took the nap, which I normally wouldn't do because I would normally be like, oh, I've got something else I can do for the business. That re-energized me for the rest of the week after I had the nap. And then now that I'm getting used to the work schedule, I was like, right, now I can be more present and I can like, I've done my work for the day, put the phone down, like do that time with them. Yeah, come in and do bits of work if they're, they don't need me or whatever, but spend time and be a bit present. And for me, mate, that's, that's me showing up for myself. And people know I'm a family man. People know that that kind of comes first. My clients all know they can't get me pretty much between 4.30 and 6.30, like any other time of day, because that's dinner time and bath time. Like, I might still touch my phone, but that's like, it's urgent. They'll only, if only something's urgent, will I reply, you know? Yeah. Actually, I'm just going to nail on that because I've actually got a question for you that's not necessarily related to the podcast. So apologies okay. to the, those listeners. It's a parenting question. So <laughs> uh, we are trying to figure out whether to, to put Rosie into a bath in the evening, right? And um, right now she doesn't need a bath every single day. Um, she will, obviously, when yep. she starts on solids, probably because she'll be a mess. Um, but uh, when we're kind of every, every day, every other day sort of thing, um, that we're doing the bath and we're doing it in the morning but we just feel as if in the, in the night time after a full day at work it's, it's quite a lot however um, will she then if we put her into that routine uh, almost like if we miss a bath one day not be able to sleep have you experienced that or are you just quite in the routine we just do it every night man it's just a routine obviously like Evie was having a bath every night anyway because she's two years older so um we literally just from the first week got her in every night and got them in a routine where like Evie, since she was born, pretty much goes to bed by 6, 6.30 every night. And I know some parents who keep their kids up later, but we've just got them in a little routine whereby 6.30, 6.45, kids are down. And then that's our time where I'll jump in and do a bit of work and that. But I find that if you can make the time to do it every night, I'm not saying it might be your schedule, but like I always just block out where people know well, actually, 3.30, if Evie's at daycare, I'll pick Evie up from daycare, come home, I'll be around um, and help out and play and, you know, cook, help the Mrs. Cook or play with the kids while the Mrs. Cooks and anything. I find that having that routine with, with them not only helps us because then we know they're down because they're, they're used to that routine. There's no fighting or no change, but it's just been the best thing, man, because once you set that routine early and, like, if you can say, right, no matter what, I'm down, like, even if your missus does the feed and because you're working and then you say, right, six o'clock, I'm going to do bath time every night with, with Rosie and you get her in that habit and then you bath her for however long, get her, get her through a wee routine, you know, we feed before bed or whatever needs done and then just put her down at the same time every night. And before you know it, you're used to it. And then, you know, set like seven o'clock here at night, I knew I could jump on a podcast at seven o'clock because both kids are normally sleeping by seven o'clock. Yeah. If not earlier, you know, so find that routine made especially if you can get like that bath bit in where it's like you know you can do it at a set time every night and just get in the habit of right this time's dinner this time's bedtime this time sorry this time's bath time and then as a result we get to them to bed after a story at say 6 30 that's key for not only your own sanity but also theirs in terms of routine where they know they're getting tired by that 6 30 7 o'clock every night 
Yeah, 100%. And I think just, I guess, going back on to what you were saying there about, like, your clients know, like, when they can get you. I think it's you just having that level of respect for both your clients and then them having the same level of respect for you. I used to be guilty in the past um, of, like, still, I still do message clients maybe a, a funny time if my, my thing's been funny, but, like, I, I make it clear from the get-go now that, like, after a certain point, it's more to do to my discretion to whether I'm getting back to you until the next day because there's no point in me responding um, a half arsed response just because I feel as if I need to do it there and then. Nothing's going to change from between 8 and 10 o'clock at night anyway the next day. So, for instance, like last night I sent a couple of messages just because I had a bit of a bad day uh, to clients just to be like, listen, uh, I'll go back to you in the morning after uh, after I've sorted out Rosie in the morning. I've got a couple of podcasts, so I will um, I'll respond to you fully then because it was nothing It was nothing like they needed dealt with there and then. And I think just having that level of, like, insanity is still there. Still there? Yeah. Yeah. You broke up a bit there for a second. Oh, I'll pause it. Okay, so so we're back. I think we had a bit of a a, a bit of a glitch there with the Wi-Fi. So hopefully all is good now. Um, but I think what we were kind of speaking about there was obviously bath time routines, but the overarching idea that I wanted to get across was more to do with the fact that oh is this is this working? <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, hold on. Right, third, third time one. So um, it was about standards, right? So standards for me is is key towards, like, so what's that saying? It's that the way you do one thing is the way that you do everything. And yeah. I think um, if you don't have standards for yourself, that then will have a huge knock-on effect to to everyone and I guess going back to the theme behind the whole podcast with this kind of leading um leading a life or built built to lead when we spoke about obviously leading your own life that affects your daughters your offspring it also affects your clients and this is kind of what I wanted people to understand from this podcast is that you are ultimately the driving force behind all of these things so when this, when if you're if you're not focusing on your energy, how you're showing up on a daily basis, you're not focusing on that. If you're a business owner, you're a career-driven person, whatever whatever you've got going on here, you're a parent or you're all of the above, um, then you will find that you've only got so much energy to actually give to certain things that um, you actually might only be showing up at sixty percent. So we need to get you operating as a hundred percent, so you've got more energy to give on a, on a daily basis. So that might come down to your your simple stuff, like so even going back to to your daughters, you might have to adopt some of their routines and start getting a better routine in terms yeah, yeah. of in the evening and in the morning. And we forget that as adults, we think, oh, it's so important for kids. Well, why is it not important for us? So because they they'll be all out of whack if we whack out their routine, but then. We drop our standards as time goes on through time. So I think this is where people need to have this light bulb moment to go, where are my standards at? Why, why am I not showing up? Uh, what excuses am I saying? Like you don't you don't accept an excuse from your kids to why they can't go to bed. So why can why can you not um do the same for yourself? Yeah, I mean, and I think like standards is something which is obviously hugely personal, like what your standards are for life will be different to mine versus like one client to the next. So I always tell my clients that they set their standards and I'm just there to hold them accountable to it. So if they want to be 100% on the ball year round and aim for that, that's fine. I'll just 
adjust everything as they go. If they tell me I want to be 80% good with food, I want to have an on-track meal every weekend, and I'm still going to drink my alcohol, whatever, that's fine. They're setting the standard. They don't need to live a, like life like a monk, but they need to tell me what standard I need to hold them to because every client is going to be different. And we need to make sure that we're obviously adjusting things, but it comes from the client. We can only give the plan. We can't actually like execute on it. And whenever the client is clear on their standards of why they're doing this and what is the minimum standard that is acceptable across whatever area of life, then we can actually hold them accountable and say, actually, this is what you said you would do. This is what you said was the minimum you're going to put in. Are you doing that? Yeah, 100%. I think sometimes we have a false expectation and that needs to drop sometimes. There's like some clients, I was speaking to a client the other day about it, the fact that her standards are up here or her expectations are up here, but her standards are down here. So she has this false expectation of trying to be perfect when her standards are are far from perfect, nowhere near perfect, however many years, right? There's there's a lot of underlying reasons why that is. So adjusting the expectation first so that that aligns with the standards is going to make you so much less emotionally volatile from a day-to-day basis and always feel as if you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, And then that's definitely something, because like I used to be really, really guilty of planning everything that I need to do in a day. And then I'd always fall short. So I'd always fail. Every day I would literally fail because I'd be like, I've set all these tasks that is virtually impossible to do. So like, it's, it's a great area because you're like lower the lower the bar but then you want to reach for the sky as well but it's about that kind of level of consistency it's the um i used this quote the other day it's the um the intensity wins the game consistency wins the championship so it's more about thinking about that longer term what stands you what it holds in general what our default is that was actually one of the things i was going to go to it's like what is our default when shit hits the fan and obviously likes it likes yourself, like something you couldn't control um, with kind of losing losing that staff member but because um, of the kind of restrictions and stuff like that and you having to then go back and do more hours. I'm in a similar position myself where I'm kind of moving on to where I'm keeping my clients where they're at, but then I'm trying to build this website so I can facilitate this new um, hybrid model that I'm trying to help other people with, but then I've still got other things that I need to do. So I actually need to drop certain things that I was doing in the past um, and kind of boundaries, if you like, I need to expand those a little bit for a period of time so that then I can reap the rewards um, after my clients can reap the rewards after that. But as if I had to just be rigid with those standards and say, no, after five o'clock, I'm not working anymore, um, then I wouldn't be able to actually do the work that needs to be done in order to get to the next day. So I think it's just realising when to when to pull back, when to push and when you're actually bullshitting yourself as well. And that's where that kind of level of self-awareness comes in, isn't it? So like having that level of self-awareness yeah, is key. Otherwise, you'll always just find a way to convince yourself either way to make yourself feel better. I mean, it's, it's what we do as humans, isn't it? Yeah, man. And I think like you'll always, like if you push something too far, you'll always get an opportunity to pull it back. Like I said earlier with the business mentor and I had three or four people from the same gym all want to sign up at the same time for business mentoring. So I was like, okay, let's take them on. It just puts me slightly out of my schedule. But that meant that it was time where Wednesday was basically my day of mentoring every single week. I would do very little coaching. And while it's great, it just, it isn't what I was going to do. So like every one of them done their three months and stopped. And I was like, this is a sign, like it's not where I want to be long-term. So I need to pull back. And then they all stopped. Like January was like their end month. 
in January, I've now lost a staff member, which means I've got to do more coaching, which is what I wanted to do anyway. So sometimes you can push for so far and then you realize, right, hang on, this isn't actually what I want. And then pull it back. And then sometimes you'll just get like led the right way. Like I'm now doing more coaching than ever as a result. Like all the clients are back under my wing and I feel like, I feel like I'm me again as a coach. Yeah. But if yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to do the things I was doing if I was still have my head dabbling toe into that, that mentoring side of things. So sometimes we can go too far and pull ourselves back and then it just, it all works out in the end. But sometimes you've got to go that far and realize that, you know, I'm overworking here or this isn't what I want to do or I've tried this or that or listen, I'm trying to fit too much in here into my day. What if I just pull it back a bit? Like for me, mate, with training, this is something your clients might resonate with. I knew of my schedule last week. I had a call with uh, Joe, Joe Parrish, who's, uh, again, we've got the same business. Oh, yeah, the business 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 well, yeah. <laughs> um, so it happened that as this was, as this was happening with the coach leaving, I had my like end of year call and kickoff call for 22 book with, with Joe. And I said, mate, I've got a lot going on right now. I'd love to fit some runs in on that, but I'd love to do three full body, like, fucking hard session still crucify me but i want it done in three days plus an optional extra day as a run or an extra extra days an extra weight session but it's three main workouts yeah because i know with everything else going on like that's what's going to energize me knowing that i can do three workouts and that's my week done and i don't feel guilty about having to do more rather than load up too much on my plate like you said with the, the website and different things you're trying to do sometimes if you put too much on your plate like it's just going to backfire and realizing that in advance, like I did last week, I was like, bro, I won't be able to do five sessions a week plus fit in an extra run on top of that and everything else. Like, let's make it super, super simple. And he's delivered the plan. We're now, I know three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, plus an extra run on a Saturday. If I've got time to fit it in that that's all I need to do now. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think, I think it is that ability to be able to, to, to take away the guilt the guilt's huge isn't it like when you have these huge expectations of yourself and maybe even compare it to your previous self when you when you maybe weren't a parent and you were doing trying to do like bodybuilding shows you were trying to get super lean for a photo shoot or whatever whatever it may be you're not a person anymore um yeah. and i think you have different priorities different values different shifts and anyone that listens to this as time goes on like i was speaking to a client the other week about that the fact that um they were comparing so they've been a parent i think for like five years and they were comparing themselves to before their wedding, which was like six years ago, um, and how they managed to get in shape for the wedding. And I was like, yeah, but you've now got three kids, um, and you are married, uh, you've been promoted in your job, you've got all these different stresses that you didn't have and you didn't have to manage. So that's comparing apples to oranges. Like, you're you're now a different person. It doesn't mean to say it can't be done. It just needs, needs to say you need to maximise the time, you need to be more time efficient with the stuff. It's like, what's that? Is it Parkinson's law um, that... The, the work will expand um, as yeah. the time expands. So um, it's just getting more a lot more time efficient. I would definitely say I'm a lot more, even since Rosie's been born, because I have to be in terms of time efficient. Um, whereas I, I could probably spend six hours doing a one-hour job and just enjoy it and, <laughs> and filter through it. Whereas now, because I have to be a lot more direct with my time, it has to be that hour, sometimes half an hour, to get an hour's work done. Yeah, so, man. So yeah, yeah, that's where naps will be key for you in future. Like I know every day <laughs> both girls should be sleeping between like 12, 12.30 and about two. So I know like Monday to Saturday, that's a time where if I need to do something, I can nip in and that doesn't interrupt with family time. 
Esther will probably do something like in terms of cooking for the kids or whatever needs done. And that's my time where I'll, I know I've got that time to jump in here and do that. And sometimes that's the godsend where you know you've only got an hour and a half max to do everything that you need to do. And yes, you might mess around a little bit, but you can't fuck around too much whenever your kids are going to be up in an hour and a half and you want to spend time with them and you want to, you know, help the missus out and everything. So I mean, get used to those work breaks because they're, they're going to be forced on you with, with the little one now. Yeah, I think the hardest part is is that it is the standards that we because I was kind of speaking to you about this and I was trying because right now I'm actually trying to create a, a talk for the live event I'm hosting the end of February, the end of this month it's February now isn't it first of February yeah. is it um, and kind of looking at different things and uh, looking at like a, a vision for you where you want to go but like also like a, a counter vision so like as I was kind of saying to you off camera is the fact that we have. Like, say we're in the middle here and we have a vision of where we want to go, but we also need to have that counter vision so that we realise that it's not an option to stay still. Because if we stay still, that has consequences too. Um, and that can actually lead into a negative snowball rather than a positive one. Um, and even ultimately, like, people, like, say, and this kind of quote is that I'll be happy when, when they get to a point, right, I'm going to, I'm going to be happy when I get here or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Then they actually get there and they realise that they're not kind of linking back to what I'd said previously. But I think ultimately, even when we get to a level that we we are quite comfortable with, then we are reacting more from a place of pleasure than pain. And then we actually open up the doors a wee bit more to like explore things a wee bit better rather than thinking about um, it always from almost like a place of desperation because we're like, oh, I need to, I need to get out of this. So it makes it opens up the, the doors, I think, a lot more when, when you react from a place of pleasure and you're actually working towards something. You should always, I feel, as humans, whatever it be in terms of body, whether it's to do with your business, whether it's to do with your family life, uh, your time off, whatever it may be, working towards something is, is naturally what we need as humans because if we stay at this kind of same level, technically I feel as if you just naturally go backwards because I don't know if, about you, even though we've been tracking for such a long period of time, if ever I don't track, um, my habits are pretty good now, but yeah. I tend to just gradually gain weight. I'll kind of stay the same, but I'll just gradually gain weight. And it's just because through time, you might not even notice it, but standards just start to slightly slip. And then it's just having that enough self-awareness to realise, right, cut off time, going to kind of dial things in a wee bit more for a period of time, and then you can let that gradually happen. And that's where that kind of priority shift is. Whereas what people don't realise is over the course of years, that's why they've maybe got themselves out of shape. And it's just like such a gradual change. And then they blame it in their metabolism, and they blame it in this, they blame it in that, when realistically, it's just their, it's just their shit standards. Yeah, 100%, man. And I think something that's key that's kind of related but kind of different, like Tony Robbins talks about that no man's land. And you're going to have people on here who aren't clients of yours, aren't clients of mine, and they're, they're, they're probably in that no man's land. And the theory of that is that, you know, you're, you're just stuck in the dead zone where you're not really in enough, you're in pain, but you're not really in enough pain to do something about it. And that's probably going to be the majority of people here who haven't got a coach or aren't doing that thing, whether it's business, whether it's, um, you know, they haven't went all in on a relationship or whatever. They're in pain, but just not enough to actually fucking go and take action. Like you could be single and you could be wanting a relationship, but you're not quite enough pain that you're going to, you know, get dressed up to go out on a Saturday night and go try to meet somebody. It's the same with your business. You could hit your job, but you're not quite in enough pain there yet where you're going to like leave your job and go look for a better one. Same with your fitness. You could just be like, oh, I could do losing a few pounds, but it's not really that bad versus, you know, until then suddenly it becomes 
the fucking the pain hits and then you're like whoa shit i need to do something about it so if you yeah. realize now that you're in no man's land and you're in a little bit of pain you're best to try and just raise that and realize actually hang on i'm in more pain here than i need to be like what if i try to do something about it what traffic go to meet that person or look for a new job because whenever you're in that little bit of pain that's probably the best time to start looking before the shit hits the fan because mm. well, regardless of what it is you want in life by doing it now early you'll be in a better position in a year from now whether that's looking for a job looking for a partner starting the gym hiring a coach starting a diet whatever it is like don't wait until you're actually in like the dead man zone where you're like there's a fucking grenade coming at you and it's like life or death like don't wait till that just try to get you like realize where you're at and try to pull yourself out of it because that no man's land is nowhere to be yeah 100 percent. I, I definitely agree with that i think that's definitely something that like when you because i don't know like if you've ever been on a call with someone and they've been considering signing up and then they're like oh yeah i'll have a think about it <laughs> like how long have you been thinking about things it's just a case of like you maybe just because it's like it's almost like it's not an option uh, for some people who say up, they're like whatever it takes i'm going to do it but then for some people is is that like almost like just slight level of pain it's not enough to go ah, i'm going to make the investment or i'm going to do this when realistically um what they don't realize is that lack of decision also has consequences as well um and even just making that positive move sometimes i think i can't remember where i heard this but i use it quite often it's like sometimes you just need to jump and learn to fly on the way down like um, you just need yeah. to take that kind of leap of faith and that's what ultimately you need to have an element of trust with anyone that signs up with you or, or whatever like whenever we've signed up to a mentor chances are we've listened to like hours of their podcasts and we've built up that level of, of trust there before they actually kind of bite the bullet if you like and, and do it but there's never going to be a guarantee is there for for them to get get the result they're looking for because they're ultimately going to have to put in the work but by the same token um the 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 almost self-belief needs to almost be fabricated at the start until they build that trust themselves and all, all of a sudden they kind of snowballs from there so no i think that was that was definitely really powerful for anyone kind of sitting on the fence because there will be a hell of a lot of people that that listen to these things and stuff and they, they consume I, I used to be dead guilty of this i don't know about yourself but like you consume loads of content they don't actually anything so yeah. it makes them feel motivated. Oh, that was a good lesson. It's like, did you actually action in the club? <laughs> no, you didn't. So um, there'll be a lot of people listening to this that I probably just spoke to and they'll be like, that is me. That is 100% me. So I'd love to know if it is actually messages on Instagram if it is. <laughs> um, so I'm going to finish with uh, a couple of, or well, four questions. Um, some of them are easy, some of them aren't so easy. Um, so first one's probably a wee bit easier. What's your what's your plans um, in general for the future of business, personal? Uh, well, now that I've got my diary pretty much set where my days are freer from the business mentoring and the clients are like, I'm still doing six days in the gym for PT, which is more than I previously wanted to do two weeks ago, but I'm actually enjoying it and being in every day. And like, even if it's just a couple of sessions. So now that that's nailed and everything's calmed down, it's pretty much keep those clients happy, get the gym where it's like, so uh, it's not my gym, by the way, I subcontract in, in a place and have an office, but get it where my gym schedule is, fits around everything else. And then just grow the online side. Like you said earlier, we're both adopting this sort of hybrid model, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And I know that my ladies who are doing it are absolutely buzzing off it. Like the, the community aspect, the, the accountability calls, like the way it's run, it's, it's 
going pretty fucking well. And I just want to grow that where it's a, a better option for people in terms of price versus the one-to-one online coaching. And it's just what's happening in the group is really powerful. So I want to just grow that while keeping the gym taking over and still having enough time for family. And then obviously my missus is going back to work later this year after having me the last year. So um, get the diary in a good place over time where I can take on more responsibility and there's less daycare days and, you know, I'll get a daddy daughter day back. Um, Cause previously when my missus was working, that's something that I always had was a daddy daughter day where I just take Evie out for the full day and just have, have fun. So now I'll get to do that with two kids and um, yeah, looking forward to that again, sort of middle of the year. Um, but just grow the business now and be happy and um, pretty much take things as they come. Cool. Any plans to come to Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still we're still under lock and key here in Western Australia, mate. We can't leave without permission, but fingers crossed. They keep changing the date of when everything's going to open, but I'm hoping sort of end of Feb, start of March, they'll do a backflip and they'll actually open the borders up to allow people in and um, allow us back out. So you might see me over for We've both got... Um, Neil and Joe who run events in Glasgow so you might yeah. see over there for one of those tours yeah well actually Neil, Neil was uh, I think he's potentially thinking of New York and Miami this year for, for his uh, for his events so they might even I don't know how easy it is to get to America yeah uh, it's still like 24 hours flight probably so <laughs> wherever I go from Australia man it's going to be a trek but uh, we'll make it work you know Unless it's like, uh, unless it's like, what's 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 near Australia? Like a flight, nothing because it's so. Bali's like, only like three hours away. <laughs> I know, okay. Uh, I I was in Bali I'll, I'll, three years ago. I'll persuade Neil to do a Bali um, Bali retreat, <laughs> right? That that'd be hilarious in the, the all the huts. Um, so, yeah. uh, this this is a, a little bit less deep of a question, but could actually be taking the opposite way because it is quite a difficult question um, because then you need to think of your performance, your enjoyment. If you could only have one macronutrient um, for the rest of your life, what would it be? Protein, carbs or fat? <laughs> well, let's take alcohol as an equation. I know that's technically a ma- macronutrient. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to live very long if you just, uh, just drink alcohol <laughs> there, right? Yeah. Um, oh, that's a hard one. Um Carbs are obviously great for performance. Fats are great for the hormones and generally taste awesome. Um, but I don't know if I could do a life without, without meat, man, you know? So I'm leaning more towards protein, but it's a very hard, hard choice. Yeah, I think, I think this is where you need to think about, like, uh, your because at least then you would have, have that kind of protein-sparing effect and you wouldn't fade away into, like, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just, just having carbohydrates. So, um, it's it's always it's always a it's never gonna there's never gonna be an answer that you're that you're hundred percent on. Um, so this might be a wee bit easier for you if you could only train one body part forever. What would it be? Arms. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. I quite like a delta man to be fair. Um. Probably chest though, because all in all, if you got a big chest walking down the beach, people are just gonna look at you regardless. So, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, so last one, uh, I guess in two type of questions. So, advice for your past self and advice for your future self. Like, if you were to take any lessons from the last year, couple of years, whatever, maybe. Um, probably. To my past self would be 
keep doing what you're doing. Like I wouldn't ever change anything in my life because it's led me to where I am now. And I'm obviously in a very happy place. But I guess at the time, like something we talked about earlier was like, you always think you want more, 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 whether it's the new car, the new business income, you know, a certain size of house, you know, you want X, Y, Z. And it doesn't really make you happier. Like, but that drive to get there, I'm not saying I've always bought like loads of shit, but like, the drive for more has got me to where I am. Pretty happy life now. Um, so I just tell me to keep doing what I'm doing, but actually like enjoy enjoy the process. Enjoy it more, yeah. Be happier and, and don't put this emphasis on all these other things. Still have that drive there to get things and be able to do more, but not actually like enjoy the process, you know? Yeah, 100%. I think that correlates to, to everyone listening as well. So like stop and kind of the overarching thing that we're speaking about there, stop focusing on a destination and just start focusing on the journey and just enjoying that, that wee extra percent. Um, and and yeah, like that that's where kind of, I guess, true happiness is because it's not going to be at a certain point in time that you'll be like, oh, I'm happy. So, so yeah, I know you obviously are yeah, like right now, but it's only because you've got all these other things and, and things in place. Uh, another one was for your, so that was for, I guess that kind of, that kind of links them both, I guess. So past self there and then future self, would you just say the same thing? Yeah, pretty much, man. And just to sort of, I, again, it's going to link back to what we've been talking about, but just live for yourself and live in the moment because like, at these times with a two and a half year old, like there's always something new coming out of her mouth or she's learning something new. And sometimes the same concept, but like you can get so bogged down in the, what else needs done to progress or to do things for, for other reasons, but just to like live in the moment more. Like today I said, like two hours or so where the phone just went down. I didn't even take my phone up to the bath time tonight or anything. Literally just enjoyed it. And I feel so fucking good for it because I actually just, enjoyed the time and just was was there in it um but to do more of that like just do more of that enjoy the moment like you can always do more work there's always time to fit in more work you can work later at night you can work during those naps like i spoke about but those actual moments where you miss and playing with their dolls or you you know, wanting to ride on your back like you're a dragon or something you know like you won't get that time back yeah so you yeah. gotta enjoy it yeah, 100%, man. I definitely take some of that myself, so I appreciate it. So thanks so much for coming on. Um, and I guess just plug your uh, socials if if, um, if people are wanting to send you a message or to just follow you and your, your journey and stuff. Um, where can they find you? So Instagram is probably the best, man. I am on Facebook as well, but I just pretty much share everything from Instagram directly across. And the easiest way to do that is search for Coach O. Because my name is spelled, my handle and my name are spelled completely different to how it's pronounced. If you yeah. type in Coach O or you go to Sylvester's Friends and go to who he's following and just hit type in Coach O, you'll find me no bother. And uh, you can follow me on, on there and enjoy the ride, see some of these pictures of the kids and the life out here in Australia. Yeah, it's definitely something that I, uh, a little bit envious of um, is, is getting over in the sun. But actually, it has been next, this month, actually, next week. Um, uh, just for just for a few oh, nights, nice. 
but I just hope that we can we can get some form of travel in our life this year um, and COVID doesn't screw us up because that's definitely a value that I've missed. Now, we have spoken on a podcast before about how that is something that I'd, I'd love to do. That hasn't changed. It's just COVID's kind of thrown a bit of a spanner in the works with it. But, but yeah, definitely um, living li- li- the dream in the sun, man. So, fair play. All right. That's it, man. Right, I will end the podcast there. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.